Did you know Shopify doesn't allow more than 100 combinations of options on a product? What? No. Fortunately, there's a solution. Bold Product Options app, the number one options app on Shopify. Tell me more. It allows you to create as many options on products as you want in every type you can imagine. Like what? File uploads, text fields, text areas, radio buttons, checkboxes, color swatches, date pickers, and a couple others I forgot. Wow. Now, not only can it change prices on products, or those options can actually be products too. How so? All right, here's an example. An option could be add the matching hat or add a protective case. And then when customers select it, it actually adds that product in the checkout, increasing your average order value. But I hate long forms. Well, to boost conversions, Bold's conditional logic feature lets you show or hide options based off of what customers pick. For example, if you select custom engraving, then we only want to show the custom engraving text field after they've checked that box. Okay, where can I get it? If you need sophisticated options or just more than the standard 100 variant limit, this is the app you need. Right now, Bold is offering listeners of the unofficial Shopify podcast their product options app free for two months. Just go to kurtelster.com slash bold to install it and get your exclusive offer. That's kurtelster.com slash bold. I'm heading there now. Additional support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from SEO Manager. You already know the benefits of SEO. The higher you rank in search, the more visitors you get, and more visitors means more sales, which means more money in your pocket. But how do you do it? That's where SEO Manager comes in. It helps Shopify store owners get found in search engines more easily, and it's trusted by thousands of store owners. No surprise there, it's equal parts power, innovation, and ease of use. Think of SEO Manager as your optimization toolbox. Here's some examples. It can scan your site for issues, offer keyword suggestions, add structured data support, analyze missing pages and redirects, and even integrate with Kit plus a ton more tools to help you be easily found in Google searches. Best of all, it's easy to get started. You can get started in minutes, and their friendly support team is always on standby if you need help. Seriously, I have met them. They are the best. And as a special offer to you, you can get 10% off SEO Manager forever when you sign up at seomanager.com unofficial. That's seomanager.com unofficial. Today on the unofficial Shopify podcast, we are talking to Kasambi Manjita about what she learned speaking to over 2,000 merchants, what she learned building an app so good, it won the 2020 Shopify, a 2020 Shopify e-commerce award, and what she learned uh, being a shopaholic and discovering all the, the basics and the merchandising and the frustrations and the pain points and the problems that... As merchants, we miss because I think the why common problem is I got traffic. Why don't I have sales? So we are taking a deep dive into that today, and I look forward to it. Kaus is a, a serial product builder, a shopaholic, and the founder of Mode Magic by Mason, which won the 2020 Shopify Commerce Awards. And she has had quite the life. She's a global citizen. She grew up in Northeast India, uh, across... Uh, Ended up in San Francisco, Toronto, India, all over the place. So, tell me, 
what why are you here what's going on here how did this happen <laughs> i think uh, uh you know growing up in extremely small town right uh in the northeast of india and and if you even by indian standards that's like pretty much like uh, I think the stepbrother. Uh, there are not many people coming out of Northeast of India and who are like kind of like getting out there and doing products and all of that. Uh, I think one of my earliest memories is uh, getting into these little mom and pop stores, right? And they used to be pretty much the arteries and veins of, of, of that small town because uh, you walk in with your mom and your dad and uh, you know that the guy on the other count uh, on the other side of the counter just knows you right like he's like which of which food do the kids like <laughs> what 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 uh, hot coffee or tea am I gonna uh, you know serve the parents and and I think uh, growing up it was retail was all about a lot of people that you know but who know you so well right? And who kind of tailored that experience, who are always out there um, getting you the stuff that you want, recommending the kind of things that you need, making sure that your experience in that little mom and pop store is like perfect. And I think growing up and then, of course, you know, uh, lived all over the world. Uh, but but that, that connect is something that, uh, you know, a lot of us, we miss in retail today, right? Everything is so... Um, uh, there are a lot of things that can be better. <laughs> Let me just stop at that. Right. Yeah, there's a, a big difference between I go into my local bakery and I go into you know, tar uh, Super Target or whatever the heck they call the giant targets, yeah. right? Like, it is not the same thing at all. You know, one is a multinational corporation. The other is local independent business invest in their community. And you're right. There is absolutely a personal touch and a relationship is created. Yep. And that's, that's some of the magic that you are, are uncovering there. Uh, I, you describe yourself as a shopaholic. <laughs> this does not seem like a positive label. Why would, why would you call yourself a shopaholic? <laughs> I think a bunch of us are right. But, but, but to be honest, uh, uh it, it, it's it's not about being a shopaholic from the from the perspective of hey like I'm spending a lot of money and I'm doing retail therapy all the time, but I think it's it's so exciting to discover uh, people and their stories and their life, you know, through brands. And I mean, we've all seen the whole D 2 C evolution, right? And that's that's pretty much at the core of it. But uh, it it goes back to the community in some way because at, at at the end of the day you learn so much about people you know so much about their background and where they came from and why they're doing some of those uh, things that they're doing why are they selling what they're trying to sell right like why does it matter to them i think all of that comes in uh, with brands, getting to know brands, right? And when I say I'm a shopaholic, I love discovering these brands. I love discovering these stories behind the products, behind that, you know, little uh, uh, mug that they're selling or or that, you know, uh, uh, nice handmade pottery that's that's out there. It's it, There's so many, so many stories. So I think I'm a shopaholic because I love stories. <laughs> Does that it make is, sense? No, absolutely. I mean, we... I the, on this show this year, because I personally have felt the thing that we we made the, a mistake on, the thing that we need to go back to is nail the fundamentals. Mm. Make sure that we're we're hitting the basics. And more and more, I realize it is about the story. Mm. It is about the 
the customer journey, it is about your your origin story, your why. So really, you know, your about page. And then within products, the product description needs to tell a story too. As humans, we love narrative. We relate to it. We think in a linear way. And so narrative really works for us. And we also like novelty. And so what you described to me really hits both those triggers. It's the joy of discovery, which, you know, we love is, is novelty. Mm. And it it's that storytelling, 100%. And then the, we've also seen in especially 2020, the rise of conscious consumerism. And so I, certainly I'm absolutely on the same page with you. Now, at some point, you went from I'm a shopaholic to I'm developing Shopify apps and you're very successful at it. So what happened in between? How did you go, <laughs> how do you go from I like to shop online, I like independent retail to oh my gosh, I'm I'm helping merchants improve their businesses. Two things. One is that hey, if if you have uh, you know 50 different or 100 different tabs open on your browser every day, you might as well make a living out of it. Uh, <laughs> that was, I think, the first <laughs> the first thing, right? Like, I remember uh, 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 Michael, who's now my co-founder and, and a very good friend, and I remember him looking at all those tabs open, and I'm sort of like flicking between one, on the, one and the other, and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, market research, right? <laughs> And I think it, it started there. Um, but to be honest, the, the entire shift, real, real focus on, hey, I want to do something for all these uh, brands who are coming online, right? And uh, setting up a store is getting so much easier uh, with, with Shopify, for example, or, or Wix or WooCommerce or all of that stuff that's out there. Uh, but, but still, as a shopper, I, I end up, I've literally stopped believing in a brand or even caring about them simply because of that lack of a good coherent story and a shopping experience that ties in with the story. When I first started digging into this, right, like why are so many shopping shopping experiences kind of breaking, right? Like I, I faced that as a consumer. And, uh, and on the other hand, uh, people are just coming online. And there was one stats that I read that, hey, like, about 80, 90% of stores that set up online uh, end up failing, right? So that sort of triggered something in me and just started speaking to a bunch of merchants through the Shopify community, to be very honest. It was so, people are so amazing. You ping them and they are so ready to just get into a call. Once things started standing out is that, I would say complaint or, or, or ask plea for help, I think, uh, uh, specifically, if, if I have to uh, phrase it that way, that there's so much, I'm driving traffic to my store, but I've got no sales, right? Can you give feedback on my store? I think there's literally a thread in the Shopify community, which is feedback on my store. I'm sure you've noticed that. Well, because it's, it's hard, like within, within days maybe less of setting up your store where it's live and you're comfortable with it and you're sending traffic to it. You suddenly, you just start second guessing everything and you become mm -hmm. completely blind to stuff. And so you need that external feedback. You need fresh eyes on it, but then where do you turn? And I would say, ask your customers, but it's tough to get a hold of customers. It's tough to go to a stranger and say, Hey, I'm trying to sell you stuff. Tell me how I could do that better. <laughs> like it really, it is, it's difficult. It's incredibly value incredibly valuable it's also incredibly difficult when you spoke to merchants give me well t tell me more what did you learn here we so the big pain was lots of traffic but no sales mm -hmm. and 
you know, can you look at my store and tell me what's gone wrong here? Mm. Was there uh, anything else that stood out to you? Any commonalities here? Absolutely. And I think that the basic construct that started coming out from all of them is that, hey, I'm reading a lot of blogs on um, stuff like complicated concepts like visual merchandise. It just sounds so scary. You know, um, uh, it, it sounds like like a big Walmart or <laughs> or a Target, right? It doesn't sound like something that I'm just setting up a website in my head and that's all I'm doing, right? Or I'm setting up, uh, connecting it to my Instagram, you know, page. And uh, what is this visual merchandising? I'm reading blogs, tons of blogs around it. I'm reading blogs on, you know, CRO, conversion rate optimization. I'm reading blogs on, you know, how to optimize uh, uh, my checkout, how to optimize my PDP to add to cart conversion rate. These are very complicated constructs. And uh, the, the commonality that started coming out from there is that, hey, these are not actionable blogs. Like there's a lot of content. I get it. I get there's it. There's a lot of before. theory. There's a lot of theory. But what do I do? Like how do I even, like I, I again have to go and find someone to implement all of this because come on, like that's just a lot of theory. And that's one of the issues I have always seen with, with what we do is there is just a fire hose of valuable information out there. And if you consume even a fraction of it regularly, you quickly will develop a to-do list a mile long. Yeah. And then your business goes an inch in every direction at the end, of, like after every 30 days, as opposed to, you know, a mile forward. And it's because there is so much valuable information out there. How do you prioritize it? How do you sift through it? And businesses are so different. You've different audiences, brands, positioning, messaging, products, value propositions. And yet, you know, all this, this educational content is, is very broad or not applicable. And how do you know the difference? Yeah. Like, how do you sort through this stuff? I absolutely sympathize with the issue. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sick of social media for this reason. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. I just, I'm like, ah, there's too much good info. It makes me crazy. It's, it's just amazing information right and then there are two gaps in that in that funnel like if i'm i'm a product guy so i end up looking at like everything in terms of a funnel and if you look at all that amazing content that out there out that's kind of out there and as you said it's i hate social media too it's just too amazing but the, there are two big gaps in that funnel right one the translation of theory into practice like everybody's talking about, uh, you know, do these five things, but that needs either I need to learn coding, <laughs> I, I need to know right. how, you know, like how to implement it, right? Or I need a, I need like a big ass agency, right? Like a great design team or something like that, like coming and helping, you know, like me out. So even if I'm reading all that information, how do I even translate it into my back to my day to day business and day to day? And then in addition to that, it's like just finding the re you got to prioritize, figure out what to do exactly. and then find the resources, whether that's time, whether that's money or, even, or the talent, yeah. which is increasingly difficult to find. Absolutely. Unless you're like heavy VC funded, right? Like, and how, how many, to be very honest, like out of all the millions of stores out there, how many? And, and the second drop off point in that funnel is that how do I even analyze what's working and then get back and do something better? Right. That's 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 again another big drop off point. So let's say I I did some magic and I and I found out like this is the most topmost priority, like everybody's talking about it. So I got to do it. I put in my money. I find that amazing agency partner. I find that, uh, you know, developer and I've got it implemented. But, you know, it's not a one time job. 
you got to keep refining your operations is a day to day thing. You know, it's just like your business. It's every day. And so how do I even keep optimizing it? How do I prioritize, reprioritize, uh, you know, change, tweak it? There you go. So two drop off points. <laughs> so we've got so the uh, the struggle is I've got traffic, but I don't know why it doesn't convert. Mm. I've got so much info out there telling me what I could be doing that it creates FOMO where you're like, wow, you know, it, what you don't realize is like there'll be a big PR push from someone mm. and then that will create a ripple effect. And for like 60 to 90 days, all you hear about is like, this is the next big thing you got to do right up until the next next big thing comes out. Yeah. And you make yourself crazy doing this. Um, so there's a lot of uh, spinning your wheels. And then from there, it's about you know, finding resources. So, okay. I think the issue here, it sounds like, is there's a lot of... Uh, being too close to the problem there and chasing shiny toys. So we know for, I think we, we can agree it. You, you have to go back to basics. So what does that look like? What should we be doing instead? Uh, and, and it, it all goes back to like the beginnings, right? Like the basics. And if, if you remember uh, walking into a store, um, you know, when you were probably in your teens and just uh, running a mock in the malls, right? Um, you walk into a store and you don't have like someone just walking up to you with like a banner or something in your face and saying that, hey, like 15% off, this is your first time visit, right? <laughs> it doesn't happen, right? Yeah, the first five seconds. Exactly. Hey, what's your phone number? I'll give you 10% off. Or give your email. Like, what am I doing here? I don't even know what you sell. Yes, if someone did that in a store, you'd be like, get away from me. Exactly. Right. Like you you'll be freaking out. And then and then you're you're kind of like, you know, imagine you're browsing, you know, t-shirts, right? And then the sales guy <laughs> stands next to you and starts saying, Five people just bought this t-shirt, right? <laughs> you're gonna freak out. Yeah, someone next to you. Hey, Liz in Arizona just bought this shirt. <laughs> oh, God. Exactly. Right. I like to imagine like the salesperson just whispers it over <laughs> your shoulder. You know, like that FOMO yes. pop up is yes. all it's in the bottom left. It's a little it's, it's there. Always. You can't miss it, but it's subtle. You know, it's le definitely less invasive than the pop up. So, yeah, I think the salesperson just whispers that in your ear. Somewhere here. <laughs> so we're just like oh. making up to you, like just as you're checking, you know, you're on the third T-shirt and suddenly a voice. Right. <laughs> is it God? No, it's not. Um, so, yeah. So so that <laughs> that happens. Right. Like, uh, can you imagine all of these, uh, uh, you know, just simple things? You're never going to see that. Right. Uh, but what are you going to what what you can remember is that there are subtle signposts around that kind of guide you. Uh, uh, you know, hey, these are the different sections, right? Hey, these seem to be like the top sellers, right? It, it, these are stuff that are on discount. It's a discount rack. You can take a look at it if you want to, right? And if you are actually browsing through your discounted t-shirts or whatever it is, right? And you can't find the size, that's when you, someone, you know, you can find that person. He's, 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 he's there, he's waiting, but he's not sneaking up on you <laughs> when you don't, wanted to right no so, no whispering secrets at me <laughs> so i think that's the analogy that we kind of miss in the online world right it's and it goes back to the story that i was telling you about when i was young it, it's not personal how do we forget that when someone's landing on your store it's still supposed to be you know a person <laughs> you are a person who's selling products to another person on the other side 
right? And you shouldn't be doing stuff that you would just not uh, allow someone to do with you when you're when you're in the real world. So we've got to avoid. There's a lot of just in-your-face annoyances that we engage in, yeah. and then a lot of basics like here's where, like here's what we sell, here's where you should go in the story that we need to get to. All right, let's go through more. Let's go through more of what merchants get wrong here, because that seems that's the path we're going down. <laughs> no, I think more than what merchants get wrong, I think what merchants fundamentally or a lot of us actually get wrong is that there's just, as you rightly said, there's so much PR on on the next trending feature that's out there, like pop ups or, you know, we do add to cut reminders or, you know, show similar products or uh, we tend to forget that it's in the end, you're, what you're trying to do is you're, you're trying to tie a story together, right? So instead of, uh, uh, you know, tying a coherent story around your brand uh, from where the person or the shopper actually found you to landing on your homepage, which is, uh, okay, let's let's actually step back, right? Let, let's take an example. Um, uh, let's say I'm on Instagram and I'm, uh, you know, okay. I'm, uh, again, being a shopaholic that I am, I'm probably looking for either food or t-shirts. And um, there you are, I'm, I'm browsing through something and uh, I find, you know, a bunch of tees that look kind of good and I like them. So I tap on it and I'm landing on the store. Now, there's something that caught my eye, right? It's either the product, uh, you know, the kind of product that I'm looking at, uh, what you mentioned around that product in that in that Instagram story, right? It could be maybe the material that you are talking about is sustainable. It's like, you know, single origin sourced from amazing, uh, you know, Himalayas or something like that. And, and, and so I, I but I connected. Right. Um, so you, you've got a beautiful Instagram story talking about your product and the story behind it. And I tap on it as a shopper and I land on your store. Now you you you, you can't drop me into a completely different experience now. Right. You've got to remember that there is a context that I was at. Uh, so you got to continue the story. You shouldn't let your store be the place where all your stories die. Right? <laughs> so this is this is amazing. Someone once told me when I was telling this uh, uh, incident to them, and they were like, "Yeah, stores are where all all the stories go to die." And I'm like, "That's not exactly what you shouldn't have." So when when as a shopper I'm landing on you know uh, the homepage or or now in your product pages, uh, there you have to continue the story. So what what's the next logical step, right? I've, I've found your high level brand story. I'm excited by it. The next phase in that journey is gonna be I want to know more about the ingredients, the materials, uh, the specifications, all of that stuff that comes along with uh, the you know the the hook of the story right so you've hooked me now now uh, expand that story tell me a bit more about uh, you know uh, uh, for example if it's a t-shirt like what kind of cotton is it right like where are you sourcing it from um, is it sustainable or not like uh, 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 is, is there some specific way that i should make sure that i wash it or maintain it uh, so that i'm aware uh, you know i'm i'm right now i'm in the mode of taking a decision uh, around should i go ahead to the next phase of the story, right? So give me a lot of this information, but don't don't make me continue to scroll through and find all of that. I think this is another thing that I see a lot of brands go wrong, um, is that the minute you land in your homepage or your product details page, you go very transactional. You're like, you know, ton of text and I, I gotta go and find where everything is, right? So 
show it up front, make it visual, use GIFs, use uh, product highlights or labels, you know, something subtle and yet informative. And uh, a visual speaks way louder than ton of content that you can write. So you can continue to have pop-ups that say like, as you, as you were saying, Liz from Arizona just bought it. Or you can just say that it's the most loved product. It, it's so much better, you know, uh, it, it continues the story. Or you can say that you can highlight that, hey, this is like 100% cotton and it's breathable fabric. That, that makes sense to me, you know, call that out. Um, and then you go to the next phase of the story, right? Which is, uh, I, I, I'm interested in your uh, t-shirts. Um, I'm probably, uh, you know, now exploring other things around, uh, uh, you know, which are compatible with the t-shirts, right? Like now start nudging me, what else, right? What, how do you unfold the next phase of the story? Yeah, these are some looks that you can explore. Right. Uh, here are some product uh, reviews that are there around this uh, product. Right. That uh, uh, and make it shoppable. Make all these information shoppable, but make sure that you are now giving me expanding that story out to give me a little bit of social proof and credibility, and 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 also in a way helping me make the decision better by showing me the looks that go along with it. What other people are, how other people are pairing and matching that T-shirt. Right. It helps me make decisions better. So I think thinking of, again, this whole journey as one journey and not as five pages. I think that that really helps. I would say, yeah, the, the mistake I see consistently and like where I tend to click on the most ads is Instagram stories mm. as far as placements go. Yeah. So it'd be like, you know, going through and stories are how I keep up with friends and family. Um, and so you go through stories, you see the ad, you know, and then maybe like one out of 10 ads. I said, oh, I'll swipe up on this. And then it just almost always it's like it just drops you into not a landing page. You get dropped into a homepage, a collection page. Oh, that's the worst. That's um, the worst. Or a product detail page. And then on it, it is very rare that you see the same thing from the ad repeated on the page. Yeah. And so it just goes from like, Ad, you know, uh, advertisement to catalog page. And that's, that just feels so strange. Like there, there needs to be a step in the middle. Um, and then from there, all right, it's like immediately goes into, well, you're already familiar on the store. Just buy. Yeah. Now, I, I'm a, it loses me immediately. And the only way you're going to get me back is maybe I see, you know, then I, now I'm in a remarketing funnel and it, it breeds familiarity. And then maybe I'll come back and buy. Yeah. Your approach is different. It is viewing this as a a relationship, you know, similar to what you said. You said, hey, you know, we'd go to a local shop and they'd know our preferences and they treat us like a person. And so you want this non-annoying experience. You want a journey. You want to tell a story and it has to build sequentially. And then it gets into, all right, so it's the ad, more info, but don't throw it all at me at once. The product, then our cross sells potentially. Mm-hmm. Am I getting this right? You're getting it right. And it, by the way, this funnel changes if it's a different kind of industry, right? Uh, so what works for like a cross sell? Yes, for sure. For certain, uh, uh, you know, like uh, clothing, apparel, uh, baby toys and baby care. Cross sells really work because people work, you know, think in bundles. Right. Uh, but but that might not be the case if you are talking about like supplements or something like that. Right. Uh, there you want to more talk about before after. Because in supplements, what you want to know is one, the ingredients, 
right? I'm just like going really, really deep into supplements as a, as a category now. Uh, but one, I want to know whether, you know, all the ingredients that are there are GMO safe and healthy for me. And I'm, nothing's going to happen to me if I take the supplement with something else that I'm eating on a day to day. And then I also want to know about the before after of it. Like, like if I take the supplement, what do I get? Like how is my day better after I start eating this? Right. So the, the unfolding that I was talking about, that is each part of what you are showing to me will also have to be tailored to the kind of category that you're trying to sell. All right. Uh, what happens typically is that just because we're so used to, uh, you know, uh, uh, just the uh, templatized, you know, funnels, what we do is we just end up story, category list page, product details page, checkout. But that's, yep. yeah, but, but that's not necessary because you can literally, and, and you said it beautifully, right? If it is something which has a strong story to it, right? Drop me in probably not a product details page, but more, more a product story page. Tell me more about it, right? Give me information that's relevant based on what you're trying to sell. I think like in toys and baby care, for example, new parents and you would know it you want to know what to buy and what stuff works with what right like if i'm buying this uh you know diaper do i need a rash cream i don't know tell me about it right advertorial is the way to go like what people talk about landing pages but i think advertorial mm. is what you want you want something that is both educational yeah. narrative that drives a narrative and then helps me make a purchase decision as opposed to you know, a thumb stopper, which the ad needs to be, and then just like, hey, buy it or don't. Yeah. Ah, no, exactly. it's that intermediate step. That's that, that interstitial page. That's the thing that everybody's missing. How can you increase your Shopify sales by 10 to 15% overnight? This is not mission difficult, Mr. Hunt. It's mission impossible. Don't worry, Tom Cruise. This mission isn't impossible. Just use Zipify one-click upsell. Got mobile optimized offer pages that drive sky-high conversions, plus built-in split testing for maximizing your results. It's no wonder one-click upsell has made its users an extra $162 million in sales. And it only takes a few minutes to install the app, launch your first upsell, and start generating 10 to 15% more revenue overnight. To start your free 30-day trial, go to zipify.com kurt. That's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com slash Kurt, K-U-R-T. And to get an unadvertised gift, email help at zipify.com and ask for the Tech Nasty bonus. Tech Nasty. Your store is changing. It's dynamic. It's a living, breathing thing, right? So your inventory is changing. Your prices, maybe you're, you know, sort of testing out different prices or giving some offers on it. Um, your, uh, uh, you know, the size, uh, sizes are going in and out of stock. Your, uh, the, the colors that are available are changing, right? This living, breathing store is lost when you're, you know, giving an ad out there. Right. So what happened? And that's because your design and your, uh, you know, marketing, it's kind of disconnected with what's happening in the store on a day to day. And it's hard to do that. I, it is very hard to do that today. Uh, but so many times and it's happened to me like all the time. I love something. As you said, it's a thumb stopper. And then I you know, tap on it and there I go. Size is not there. That color is not there. That product's not there. It's like a big sold out 
<laughs> just there stamped on that product details page, right? And it's such a huge customer drop-off. I think that's one of the biggest customer drop-offs. When your store, which is living, breathing, and the stuff that's happening there, I'm just oversimplifying it, but the stuff that's happening in your store, when people are buying, interacting with your products, uh, stocks going in and out, uh, prices are changing, or, or even you know people are loving some products more, that is not rolling back to your stories in your Instagram or your Pinterest or wherever, right? Um, uh, so, so for example, Mode Magic, the app that we have on on the Shopify App Store, uh, definitely helps in that because it connects your store information to kind of like a design library. Um, so you don't have to worry about your Google Shop, uh, you know, catalog or your Instagram, you know, feed uh, being out of date with what's actually happening in your store, right? Um, for example, if, if products are trending, you want to make sure that that's also shown in your Instagram store because that's, that's a thumb stopper right there, <laughs> that product's trending, most loved, whatever it is, right? Things like that are, uh, you know, uh, really hard to do without uh, some kind of uh, people in the picture. So walk me through, it sounds like your app adds some level of automation mm -hmm. to merchandising. Talk me through it. I, you know, I, I purposefully didn't look at it so that you could explain it to me fresh. Think of it as like a no-code merchant merch toolkit, uh, and uh, instead of merch, maybe think of it as a no-code store toolkit. Right? <laughs> Merchandising's hard; it's it's complicated. And and what we realized uh, initially when we launched uh, the app, it was more about hey how do you highlight call out products uh, offers uh, you know features all of that using the most non-intrusive version of merchandising that's there which is labels right pop-ups and all of those stuff are extremely they can get if used wrongly they can get extremely intrusive and really annoy the hell out of you as a shopper um so the after talking to all the 2000 merchants one of the big realizations was that hey like merch is difficult uh, it's very hard for people to do uh, but and also they get it wrong because you run after trends and you end up doing uh, you know pop-ups or stuff that's that's like difficult right that, that just like very very bad experience for a shopper um so what is the most non-intrusive version after a lot of analysis on app stores and things people do, you know, product labels, badges, and very, very simple call outs, highlights that actually help uh, you inform your users about 100% cotton versus, you know, 10% uh, uh, off. It, it, you can do literally either uh, with just a tiny little call out, which is beautifully placed on your product, right? Um, so we started with that. Uh, but that's when the second phase of this whole iteration started is that you started when I spoke to the early users, we realized that how do I use this? Like, should I use, um, uh, you know, product highlights where, how, um, what kind of playbooks are out there that are working out for successful merchants? Right. If, if I have uh, inventory that's like uh, um, uh, I'm adding a new collection tomorrow, should I have a landing page which is saying coming soon and then, uh, you know, make it new arrivals? Like, how do I do all of this? What are the playbooks out there? So this question kept coming back to us on support. A lot of uh, our early uh, users actually kept asking, I love that you have labels and badges and you have like a library of it. Right. But how do I implement it like for my store? Right. And that's when what we did is we 
analyzed a bunch of again uh, but not speaking to them this time but we analyzed a bunch of successful shopify stores so what we've done is we've pulled out top 15 things that every successful store who's doing more than a few million in in revenue um, they're 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 doing every day for example uh, the coming soon uh, playbook that i mentioned about when you add a new set of new products in your in your uh, shopify backend right um and and they're zero on inventory automatically using this playbook those products get highlighted as coming soon and the minute you inward uh, a bunch of products to your catalog uh, uh and add inventory to those products right automatically you don't have to go and now update coming soon to new it just gets automatically changed uh the call out gets changed to uh, uh new right and then 20 days later you see that you know three of those products are really trending and you know you're like a bunch of users are buying them or adding them to cart it can automatically get uh, updated with most loved and if you're running low on stock you can set it uh, by the way in the same playbook if you let's say your stock's running below 50 last few left hurry up right so this entire set of things that you can do we've actually pulled out not as a as a blog <laughs> but as a set of actionable playbooks that you can literally just turn on uh, within the app for your store so this uh, i'm looking at this app mm-hmm. what it does uh, it adds badges to uh, the collection grid and the product page to all so you can select where your badges will go that's okay. another thing uh, and it and it happens in two modes right so there's uh, you know it, it's on the burn mode, which is uh, very useful if you have also have a, a lot of MWeb uh, or other mobile shoppers coming onto your site. So you want to make sure that, you know, it, it looks good there. You want to put the same products out on Instagram, you use the burn mode. There's overlay mode, which is like, no, I don't want, uh, you know, the same uh, information going out on, on channels. I just want it on my homepage. So then the overlay mode works good for you because you can actually choose like, you know, where uh, only I, I, you can limit where you want to show it or you can use our suggestions on, you know, where uh, in your entire funnel, all of these information will, will show up. Oh, this I'm looking at the app listing. It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so we've glad. got like just the amount of stuff it'll do. Like, all right. Um, you've got four categories here that you give an examples. Grab attention. Mm-hmm. So bestseller, new arrival, 20% off. That's you know, that's what I, we expect from badges. Yeah. Tr- uh, establishing trust. So objection busters, free shipping, one year warranty. Okay, clever. Social proof, customer favorite, trending, fast selling. All right, very clever. And then FOMO, you can have a badge that says only one left or flash sale. Oh, I love apps that create uh, scarcity, urgency, social proof objection busting those are the apps that are they're practical and they make money and oh no more pop-ups it's done all with with badges this is very clever um and the fact that there's automation in there where you can automate you know out of stock a few left new arrival uh very very clever of those let's say you only had to pick one badge that people had to use which is the one you're like this is this is the one you got to do I think more than badge, I'll say the playbook that you definitely got to do is inform people, uh, you know, in a in a gentle way, uh, which are the top selling products 
it's so important because it, it, it does two things. One, it creates, of course, FOMO, urgency, all of that, but it also creates social proof. So in a subtle way, you're doing both together, right? And so for me, I've seen even before we did all of this, like that was always the most important thing. Like who, is this something, can I trust this new brand that I'm finding on Instagram, right? A lot of times I, 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 I don't know whether I can trust and that comes with knowing that other people have bought this product. They've loved it. Right? So this is a very, I think for me, anything to do with trending, most favorites, all of that, like including, uh, and of course, enabling automation on that is the very interesting, smart way of kind of killing two birds with one stone. Uh, are there any examples of stores that you have? These stores are getting it right. These are our, our favorite reference examples that people should check out? That's a good question. And I wish I had a list of it. Oh my, <laughs> I, I, I wish I had a list. Of What's it. your favorite store? You're a shopaholic. <laughs> so I love, uh, I don't know if you, if you follow this, uh, uh, you know, collective called the fascination, right? They have a bunch of new D2C brands that keep coming out. And I think one of a few of those folks who are who, who are like d2c stalwarts and they've done it so well um for me harry's is always something that i like fall back to right uh it, it's not something that i i can use and i can buy uh but just the way they highlight their limited collection right before harry's it's it's like for men's shaving and grooming right and and of course, you, it's not an unlimited uh, number of products that you're selling on your on your store, right? It's always a limited collection. Um, I mean, how much how much can you do with men's grooming, anyways, right? Uh, so, but but the way they optimize, uh, you know, their storytelling from the homepage uh, to their product details page. I think their product details page is exactly what you said, Kurt. It is, it's a beautiful example of a story, right? Uh, you you can literally uh, understand where the products came from, who made it, why it helps you, how it even like, you know, why should you as a guy buy this with aloe vera in it, right? It, ma it, it makes that story so complete. And it, it, by the way, they use a lot of labels uh, and a lot of call outs. If you notice, uh, they're always launching limited collections, uh, online only, uh, you know, product collections um, uh, and, and also using badges and labels to kind of highlight uh, a bunch of the USPs of each of those uh, different products that they have. Like, like this is, uh, uh, for example, this is this has aloe in it. This has carbon in it. Why they matter for you? All of that, right? So I think I usually end up going back to Harry's as like one of the how how do you best optimize your entire store with amazing storytelling in a very subtle way, even when you don't have like you know, 50,000 products in your catalog. Like it's a very limited set of products, but they just nail it. Yeah, I I have not looked at Harry's in a while mm. and I'm looking at it you know, for the first time in some time. And you're absolutely right. Like on the homepage, the second element is uh, is some story. It's some, it says we created Harry's to be a little bit different. And then they go through, here's three selling propositions. And then it, the first collection I clicked on, which was Shave, uh, the top of the collection grid, they walk you through a similar thing. They say complete comfort, quality, first, honest prices. 
And then in the collection grid, immediately I know you're right. I noticed the, there's a new badge, mm -hmm. and then more importantly, there's a limited edition badge. And then that product sold out. So like, oh my gosh, they weren't full of it. It really was limited, and now it's gone. That creates urgency. Exactly. You know what? I think this Harry's brand is going to make it. The you've got so your app. You have a a special offer for us. Tell me about that. Oh, absolutely. Um, so. We've got one month free, uh, you know, trial for everything, including all the no-code automation that you don't need five engineers and and a designer to help you set up. It's like single click, and you can get running uh, to pretty much put your store on autopilot, and all of that comes with it. So one full month of enjoying all of that, trying it out in your store. I'm sure that uh, you'll you'll get a lot of ROI out of it. You'll free a lot of your time. Just use the code MERSHME uh, or happy to even find you a something sneaky better offer. If you ping me directly, DM me. Uh, happy to do that too. But uh, I'm sure that it's going to you know, help save a bunch of your time, um, give the best shopping experience to your customers without you having to literally operate your store for you know 12 hours a day. So where, uh, you said DM you, where could we DM you? Oh, How do we get a hold of you? <laughs> find me on LinkedIn. Uh, it's Kos Manjita. Easy to find. You, you'll not, you don't have that many names, uh, that many people with the same name. Uh, so, so very easy to find, very, very accessible on LinkedIn or Twitter uh, at K Manjita. Uh, that's it. Uh, K is the you know, first initial of my first name and Manjita is my uh, second name. So uh, on Twitter, uh, DM me, either tweet me, DM me, or just uh, show up on LinkedIn and happy, happy to help everybody with whatever I can. Uh, very generous of you. Koss, thank you for being here. Greatly appreciate it. This has been enlightening and I got to go check out this app. Thank you so much, Kurt, for having me. When you're creating your own e-com store, sometimes competing just isn't enough. Kick your sales into overdrive with Out of the Sandbox Turbo Theme. As the name would imply, Turbo is a high-performance-focused premium theme with great mobile optimization. Turbo's even got speed settings, sport, and ludicrous. Ludicrous mode predicts what page will be visited next and preloads the page in the background so your site becomes even faster. They've gone to plaid! Load time, speed, Theme support and great mobile optimization are all contributing factors as to why Turbo has a 100% five-star rating by customers on Out of the Sandbox. If blazing fast speed isn't a big enough rush, you can get the premium theme for 20% off. Use code KURT20, that's K-U-R-T-2-0 today at outofthesandbox.com unofficial and you'll be off to the races. Try Turbo today with a 14-day money-back guarantee but you're sure to be satisfied. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe up over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including links to sites we discussed, and maybe some details you missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors, so please support our show by supporting them. And thank you. The unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out at EtherCycle.com. Thanks for listening.